ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Okay, we're we're here today with Miss Toddy. In the room, it's Bryson, uh, Knox, Caden, Riley, and Jay. We're gonna hit the topics of gifted education, and we're gonna talk a little bit with Tyler about the Region One basketball tournament. Okay, Miss Toddy. So you are the gifted and talented teacher here, along with Mr. Heath. Um, so we came to you. You came to us sort of and wanted to talk about. The problems with today, today is like education with our funding of gifted students. So let's get a little bit into that and then we'll dive a little bit deeper. So give us your thoughts on why you think education is not properly funded and why it should be. Okay. So um, gifted education on a federal level goes back to the space race days of Sputnik. Mm-hmm. And when Russia launched Sputnik, our government really wanted to start pushing education for high ability kids, especially in math and science. That was the not the beginning of um, recognizing high ability kids, but that's when it became a concern for our government. So off and on, we've had ways to identify high ability students, which which is synonymous for for gifted students. Not all high ability students are gifted, but gifted students are high ability. (coughs) But it wasn't until 1990 that gifted students went under the umbrella of exceptional children. So when I say that, I don't know if you all are aware of how much help special needs students receive. Are you, are you aware? Yeah. Special ed teachers in the school, mm-hmm. um, the special needs students. And I want to preface what I'm going to say that as I talk about gifted education, I'm never talking about taking funding away from another population of students. I, I don't mean that at all. I just, I feel all students, um, that we need equity among all students who have needs. So in 1990, gifted students went under the umbrella of exceptional children. Do you all know what a normal curve looks like in statistics? You have, yes. your, you have a normal curve. You have the biggest percent of the population in the middle of that curve. And on each end, you have very small populations. Special ed students are at your left end of the curve. There's, there's not many of them compared to the population, general population. But at the far right end, what we call the ninth stay nine, that is where your gifted kids lie. And if there's comparatively, po- the, the, the populations are, are comparative. The funding that goes to special ed students, are our gifted kids, it, it doesn't even compare. So in 1990, when this happened in the age of CARA, gifted education was funded about 
$5.2 million in the state of Kentucky. And back in 1990, $5.2 million went quite, quite away, okay? And in 1990, the things that were going on with special, with um, gifted students, what we do with them now, it, they're just way more things that we do with them. The budget today is $6.2 million. So in 30 years, that amount has fluctuated. Sometimes it went a little bit higher. Then there were education cuts and it went lower. So basically, funding for gifted education has been stagnant for 30 years. You all tell me what you can buy now at a price 30 years ago. It's impossible to say that this price has stayed the same. But now we're expected to do more with basically the same amount of money. That's where the crisis comes in because we can't do it. Mm. Now, let's compare to, to special ed again. A special ed teacher, do you all know about what their caseload is of students? Five, six, yeah. seven students? My caseload is 403. Uh. That has to do with not being able to fund another gifted teacher. My 403 caseload is easy compared to districts around us. Um, Hopkins County, for, for example, their gifted coordinator who does middle and high school has uh, over eight, her caseload is over 800. They have eight elementary schools there. So the elementary GT coordinator has a huge caseload. And we work our tails off on all of the documentation that we have to do, and we're not with students like we need to be, like, like a special ed teacher is. But again, I'm not trying to take anything away from special ed. Those kids need right. all those resources. So whenever I go to Frankfurt, and whenever I go to Washington, D.C., and I talk to legislators about funding, we bring these issues to our legislators to try to get on the on their on the budget we we want to be a line item on the budget for this year we celebrated that gifted education was not cut but we remain at 6.2 million hmm. and what marshall county gets that their allocation does not even pay my salary so once all the gifted funds are used for me money comes from like the general fund or wherever, and this is the way it is all across the state. This is not a Marshall County thing. And I got to tell you all, I am not critical of Marshall County. The decisions that our central office has made and our Board of Education, I support them 100%. The extra counselors in the school, the extra resource officers in the schools, I, I am 100% behind that. But on a state level and on a federal level, we could be servicing our gifted students better if we if we had two people here. Um, let me ask you the question: What do you think the best option to do? Like, what do you think the best uh, action to take is? I think the best action is for anybody who advocates for gifted education, which is all the parents, all of the educators, all of administration, to call their legislator, and our plan is to raise our um, allocation to 15.2 million within the next two years. So we would like 
all advocates to call their legislator and leave a message. When, when, you, when you call Frankfurt, you can leave a message, message and say, I would like this to go to all of the legislators. We would like up to 10 million next year and up to 15.2 the following year. And that was actually suggested to us by a couple of state senators. Really? With the last time we were in Frankfurt to take it in on a step-by-step basis. So you think that they suggested that because they believe it's most effective? We asked them. Um, we gave them our ideas, and they responded, and they said, you want to ask for it in two um, ask for it in two years, break it up, mm. and make sure that all the legislators know about this need. So that's so we are following the, the advice of some of our state senators. So how would we get that funding? Is that through taxes, or do they have a, a fund that's there that they can allocate? Like you said, you don't want to take anything away. So w- would that come from more tax dollars for like Kentucky citizens, or or how would we get that money? I I I don't know. I don't know what their formulas are mm. for the allocations of all of these educational like initiatives and and programs. I. I don't know what what algorithm they use to figure out what goes where. Mm. So I really don't know if it would be more taxes I, or if they have a general fund that they can pull from. Right. I, I don't know. Well, we had a guest speaker, I don't know, last year, maybe two years ago, that came and talked to YAF about like the money that's spent just in Marshall County and it's millions spent on like roadways and bridges and stuff like the highway department gets so much money. So I think we do like, like obviously that's necessary, but still like we get some federal money and money taken away from the federal department and put it into like our school systems that would be more beneficial over time than repaving a road or something, you know? Right. I, you know, and I, I agree, and it's but it's it's so hard to take from one to give to another because now you have all the opinions and biases of of what's a what's a priority. Right. Um, I will say that on a federal level, all of the the districts in the United States on a federal level they get funding for research in special education and actual money that goes to the schools, so the special needs children can be serviced. On a federal level, the only only money gifted education gets is called the Javits Grant, and it is a research-only grant. No money goes to the schools mm. for services for gifted kids. So what would you need the funding, like, for? Just, like, for directly more, to the schools? For, for more gifted educators. So, like, for the salary, okay, that makes sense. Because, I mean, like, the way you describe it, you have 400 students, so you seem like you're spread pretty thin. Like, Hopkins, you had, like, 46,000 people live in Hopkins, Hopkinsville, so 800-plus students. Hopkins County. Hopkins County, County, that's where Madisonville is. All right, sorry. No, no, it's good. Um, 800-plus students, like, that's a lot, and you can't ask, like, an educator to do all that. Like in, in a day right. or a week or something like that. Because, I mean, I know you're bouncing around from middle school to the high school. And, like, you're rarely at the high school anymore. Right. So it, it just seems like you, you are spread pretty thin. And, and Mar- uh, Marshall County is making it work. We are in complete compliance with the Kentucky Department of Education. But I don't, I, I've never been the educator, and I never want to be the educator, that checks off boxes saying that I'm doing something to be in compliance with KDE. 
every decision has to go back to what's best for kids. Now, there are gifted education myths, and one very prevalent myth among educators, this is not a Marshall County thing, this is across the nation, they see special needs students or students who need to be remediated and they say these children will never be successful if they can't read, if they can't do basic math. We need to put our resources into these kids so that they can learn the basics and be successful in school and in life. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. The myth is gifted gift, <coughs> gift kids, are they're going to be fine. They're smart. Wow. They're going to be fine. But think about this. Think, think, and educators don't look at it from this perspective. Let's say you have a student who is excellent in a sport, whatever sport you want to choose, and you see the talent and you see how good they are. Everybody knows, the, and the coaches know how good this child is. And when it's time for practice, the coach says, I know you're good, so just go sit over there. Let me work on all of these other team members that aren't as good as you so I can get them up to par. And every practice, that student is sitting on a bench because they're already good. Is that what a coach is going to do in sports? You want to answer that? No, definitely not. What's uh, going to happen to that player? Well, all the other players are going to eventually catch up to him. Is that fair to that player who has that talent? No, it's not. Uh, almost the... That's the reason he's the best, because he puts in the most work and gets the most time. And would the, would his t- talent or strength, do you think they might eventually decline? Oh, for sure. If, if the muscles weren't being worked? If, okay, so let's put that on an academic basis. If you sit the kids aside and keep them on grade level, and you're t- so busy trying to catch the rest of the kids up, that child who has that intuitiveness in math, that intuitiveness in writing, can make connections in social studies or science, who has a brilliant IQ and it's, they're not asked to ever use it and think critically, creatively, or problem solve. That's what happens to our kids when we don't challenge our high ability students. But we still have the prevalent myth, they'll be fine, they're smart. Can I ask you this? Can I? What if, what if you have some people that don't have gifted students and they've been getting all this attention because they're not focusing on the gifted student, but now they start giving the focus to the gifted student? Do you think those parents get mad? You know what I mean? Because it's kind of taken out of their time with their kid. The way we have set things up in Marshall County, and I think you all may have heard the word differentiation, A strong teacher knows how to differentiate for the lower students, the middle students, the higher students. And when I say that, I'm not trying to categorize these kids because you can be on, and I'm going to use math for an example, you can be working on fractions and you have some kids who just get it. And they may get put into, let's say, a higher group. And then you get to decimals and some of those kids in the high group don't get it. And we call it, you know, fluid We have a fluidity. We have this movement of kids going into these different groups depending on what they understand. So it's not like kids get trapped, like you're a low kid forever, you're a middle kid forever. The the grouping is fluid in the classrooms if you're a strong teacher. So there would be no reason for any parents to get put out with a teacher if differentiation is done correctly. 
all kids are met, met at their level and then taken on from there. And all of our administrators support this, and this is known as best practices in, gifted, in, in education, not just gifted education. Well, that's a great point and a great analogy that you use tying it to athletics because it's very true and people like might not necessarily understand that people that have a problem with like the funding or who like people that would complain if they were taxed for that like they might not understand but that's a great analogy tying it to it yeah and it's truly what's happening um across the state and across the nation mm -hmm. so the you know Students who are able to think critically, creatively, effective communicators, effective collaborators, they can problem solve. These are the, the students that I, I want them taken further because they're gonna be making changes in, in this world. Right. And we want to foster that. Absolutely. I think we're in agreement. Um, so let's pivot. Let's, um, a little bit, something a little bit like less serious. <laughs> um, we were talking, and we always do a Mount Rushmore, and you chose, sh well, shows, okay? So, we won't go because, I mean, I feel like a lot of us probably have the, the same shows picked out, but I just want to give you an opportunity to give us your four top, top four shows that you watch and expand on them, why they're your top four. But if, if I say my top four shows, I'm not condoning any of you to watch them. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Hey, I think most of us are adults in this room. <laughs> I know, but... But I have to, oh, I have to say that. Uh, my, my problem is I always answer honestly, even if maybe I shouldn't. That's a good problem to have. Okay. <laughs> Top one. Top one. Excluding the last few shows of the series would be Game of Thrones. Oh, I love Game of Thrones. So Game Game of Thrones just I oh my gosh. Um right now I'm waiting for the next season to start, but on Netflix, Peaky Blinders. What is that? Yeah, it's a good one. It is incredible. It is um early nineteen hundreds gangsters uh, family trying to make their way up in British society, government, and all of that stuff. But they're bad people who tend to do some good things. Good. All right. You got two. Give us two more. It's got to be The Office. I uh, thought that was your top one. The Office is my go-to. Good. So, uh, yeah, if I just want something, you know, you can be busy doing whatever and look up at all the good parts, exactly. all the funny lines. So, yeah, the, the office is always there. And, uh, you know, the fourth would just be a jumble of good shows like, like Andy Griffith and I Love Lucy well, and Andy all Griffith. those good yeah. old shows. That's I'm a big Andy Griffith guy right here. I remember, like, flipping through the TV and somebody on Andy Griffith, I was just flipping through channels, and all of a sudden somebody walks out of a house with like a chicken under their arm and I'm just like, oh my gosh, why would that person have a chicken under their arm? And I just had to watch the rest of Andy Griffith. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. you gotta know what's what's going on, so. That's a good list. I like Game of Thrones. I've never heard of Peaky Blinders, but um, I highly, the Office, I'm I, with that. 
I I really really like it, but with all the horrible horrible violence and the horrendous things that happen, I cannot condone any of you to watch sure. any of that. But as long as you preface it, it's okay. okay. So now I don't think anyone will watch it now. Okay, good. All right. Thanks, Miss Toddy. Um, we'll talk to Tyler Powell in a little bit. Um, get it. Okay, Jay and TP. Um, heartbreaking day. Well, I guess yesterday was, but even more so today. Yeah, you're right. You're right. A sadness over the whole school. Um, so yeah, take me through it. The Twitter beef, the whole atmosphere of the game yesterday. Um, you know, it's it's obviously tough to lose that way. Um, you know, I think that um, for the for the. The game ending the way it did uh, obviously leaves a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um, sour taste. You know, it, if I were, if I had to pick a way to lose, I think I'd rather lose by you know seven or eight, um, it, rather in that fashion. But um, you know, it happens, and and obviously I yeah, were pretty disappointed. Uh, you know, in my mind, after hitting the shot, going up one with about what was it, seven eight seconds to go. Having that thought in my mind that we were going to rub and then coming down and getting a questionable call. A bad call. You can say it. A bad call. A bad call. And then, uh, but I, I do have to give uh, props to Noah for hitting both of them. Those are clutch. No, no props. Um, no, props. no I, I, I don't agree with the foul call, but he still had to go down there and, and make both free he throws. He didn't have to. They didn't call it. Right. I mean, I could have made two free throws. With, okay. Yeah, shut up. Um, but yeah, Tyler, that was clutch. Um, Zion drew the double and then passed it up to you in the corner. What were you like so far in the game? How many threes did you hit? Uh, for the game, I was three for five. So I was, I was two for four going into that. Um, yeah, and obviously the Stokes fell at the end and they didn't call. They called it out of bounds. So what was, what was your thought process? Like I saw the video of you like, Battling with Stokes to get to the ref that called it out of bounds. Mm-hmm. What was your thought process there? Well, um, you know, I had a pretty good – I thought I had a pretty good angle of it. And, um, you know, knowing Stokes, and I don't think he'd just fall um, in, in that situation. But um, – and knowing Raymond, I don't think Raymond is smart enough to stay stay away from Stokes. Um, so They got stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not the, the brightest bulb in, in the box. But I mean, he loves wrist tape. He does. He does love that. But you know, I think just knowing knowing those two guys and knowing the play, I think that uh, there had and and after watching the video, especially there was definitely some contact. And so when the ref was whistle, I was like, okay, Stokes is gonna go to the line and we'll have a shot to win the regional championship. And then you know he he calls it out of bounds and uh, immediately Stokes went after was going after him. And so I tried to kind of calm Stokes down, even though I probably should have let him just have it um, at that point. But, um, yeah, after everybody's seen the video, um, I, I uh, recommend going to watch Mike Dog angle of the video Is on Twitter. Is that handle? Uh, I think it's Mike Dog 88 or something. Yeah. Something like that. So just go, uh, just go check the, that video out. And um, the replies to that one are unbelievable, saying there's no contact. Um, just he watch slid. that video. Yeah. Um, Shout out to my guy uh, named Corky. Is that was that his name? It was Corky. Yeah. He slipped down. Yeah, whatever slip down means. But uh, I will say, if you're gonna say something on Twitter, I would suggest watching every angle you can. Um, 
Or just, if you weren't there, don't say anything because you're probably irrelevant. Probably. Pro- yeah, you're probably irrelevant. But, I mean, even even if you, you know, we saw it all year. Uh, Zion getting mistreated by the refs and mistreated by everybody. I would just um, like to say that there's a double standard held for Zion and the refs don't like him just because that uh, he has a big name and he came to Marshall County and there's and all this propaganda. Well, the hate Marshall County. Everybody hates Marshall County. And and it's it's tough to officiate Zion because he, he does so much stuff with, with the basketball and um, he absorbs so much contact that um, other guys can't, and it's it's obvious it's a foul because there's so much contact. But he absor- absorbs it so well, the refs don't. Yeah. I guess don't see that. But I mean, if if you're gonna officiate the regional championship game, you you gotta make that call. I just I just think uh, we should talk about the fact that everybody around Region One just acts like John's on a person. And, yeah, uh, they act like he's some entity that has come and is ruining everybody's lives except for Marshall Countyans. And he's, but he's a, just a 17th yeah. co kid trying to play basketball. What's funny? Yeah, so you mentioned, um, like, people that are outside of, like, the game, the game atmosphere commenting. And so some Graves people commented on the karma of... Guck Fraves. Okay. Fraves God bless. Yep. Graves is irrelevant. Why do we talk about them? They're just sad they're not our rival anymore. <laughs> they're, they're useless. They are useless. They suck at everything now. Well, it seems like they're a little bit butthurt over the fat. Well, the they think the no call foul that who who was in the corner. We have Casey in line, by the way. Yeah. You and who else in the corner? Yeah, region champs. Region champs. Champ. And you. Um, <laughs> also, three point champs. They beat McCracken guys. One hundred dollars. You have Ike Mr. Ike. Ike Morgan. Barstool McCracken apparently. Ike Morgan runs Barstool McCracken. Do you have the $100 on you right now? Oh, uh, we actually did not get paid. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we said. Yeah. Oh, Kane's getting screwed over again. Who got no, paid? We didn't get, paid we didn't get the money, but we still won. Were you Big surprised to get the money? They probably gave to Sybils. <laughs> oh, the refs, maybe. That's what the story is. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, what, what, what happened in the... I wasn't at the game, unfortunately. I had to work. I'm sorry. Um, what was the story there? Uh, you know, time was running out, and we were trying to get the ball in bounds, and there was a questionable call. Me and Bailey Wilson were going for the ball, and Graves obviously thought it was a foul, but it was a loose ball, so there was no call out of bounds, our ball, with four seconds left, and we inbounded it, and I <laughs> went down and missed the layup. Clutch. Went into overtime, and we got the win. Yeah. I want you to just hold the ball. With four seconds left? Wait, were we tied at that point? We were tied. We had to get the ball in bounds and tied, yeah. Oh, Smart. Um, you didn't say the score. Where you, you were you? I wasn't there. I had to work because I have to pay for stuff. That's <laughs> all. Um, I'm sorry. But, yeah, you're region champs. You're the MVP. Um, who was it? Hallie fell out with – when she fell out? A lot of time. She fell yeah, out with about three and a half <laughs> minutes left, yeah. So how big is that? And also, um, Jada got injured. Um, so how big was that? For, I don't want to do the L woman questions, but like, how big was that for your team? Or well, if you're going uh, to, you gotta hold the phone two, <laughs> two feet away from. Me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, Jada went down in our game against uh, McCracken, and so that was obviously something we had to overcome. Mia stepped up. I was really proud of Mia and Neely both for coming in both games and playing really well. Yeah, Mia played really well, and Neely came in after Hallie fouled out and thought they both did a good job. 
Why does Haley fail out so much? I asked her to come in here and talk, but she didn't want to, so. <laughs> we were screaming at her. We, we were both know. yelling at Hallie. We don't know, but she's not going to do that at State. We've already <laughs> talked about it. Okay, so State, um, Tyler Powell and Jay, you can cover your ears when we talk about State. Um, we'll just leave if you want. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. So y'all drew Henderson first round, right? Yep. And y'all played them before, right? Yep. yep. And you won, right? Yep. So who's in the second round? Like, who do y'all play? Well, we got to no. take care of Henderson first. Good okay. answer. Okay. Good answer. And then after we beat Henderson, we'll worry about that. But who who would that be if you want beat Henderson? There's a good chance it'll be Bowling Green. They're good, aren't they? I'm not sure. We, we haven't, we haven't played them yet. But and you're not going to worry about it. Yeah. Right now, we're just focused on Henderson. You going to state, Jay? No, I've, yeah, okay. had, I've had enough. He already won a state championship. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be fine, Knox. How'd the cross-country team do, bud? <laughs> Sean Dumas said, really Jay, well, you're a great actually. guy. I saw you standing on the side. I'm Noah Dad. I want to oh, wish cool. you you were a standout kid. Lots of respect for you. Hey, good for you, Nodding. Humble, aren't you? No, keep it up. Humble. Keep up the good conversations. I'll analyze your song. Who's talking? I'm Noah Dad. Bryson, sorry. I'm Nate Knox are having a discussion there. Noah Dumas' dad tweeted at you. That's not Bryson. That's not Bryson. That's not Presley. Uh, he, he said, I'm Noah Dad. <laughs> yeah. He goes, Jay, you're a great guy. I saw you stand on the side. I'm Noah Dad. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm nice to meet you, Noah Dad. That's funny. <laughs> okay. He said two, one, two, this you like, two, T-O-O. Oh, we, I don't think we should make fun of Noah's dad. Noah Dad. <laughs> Noah Dad. Yeah, we're going to have to cut that. Okay. Not Noah's dad. Noah Dad. Hey, shut up. He was being like, back on track. No, let's, like, while we're in the cutting part, let's clown. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll try oh, to bring... Great. Stop. <laughs> we'll try to bring a section to your state game. Um, when will y'all play again if y'all win? Uh, if we win Thursday, we will play Friday. So we'll have to get a hotel room. Yep. I guess, right? Yep. Um, yeah, so we'll have to talk to Miss Beth about getting it excused, and we'll come up there and support y'all because it's a really big deal, but... It just sucks to think that if they would have called the foul on Stokes, he hits both free throws, guys and girls both go, we get to bitch McCracken, and... Officially. History. Um, oh, shh. I don't want to cut it at 10-10. Um, cut it 10-10. Cut it all before that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, and then y'all go down in history. But the good thing is, is y'all are coming back next year. Um, is there any competition for next year McCracken still? They still oh, have Destiny Thomas, right? McCracken is losing, what, seven seniors? Yeah. So, that'll be. The only good one, though, is Abby, right? Uh, yeah. Mayor so, Beavers. She's, she's, she's cheeks. She's cheeks. Stop. Now I have to cut that. No, you're not going to listen to this. Mayor Beavers is fat. <laughs> True. But, yeah, that only person, though, really had back that was starting was Destiny Thomas. Ah, and Caroline Schultz. So she, they'll still be pretty good. Caroline, Caroline, a freshman. Oh. She's big, a hey, they're bringing back Big Coachy though, you know, like, so that's huge. Big, big Coachy, Poppy, <laughs> Um, so back to back, potentially region championships. Potentially, hopefully. Okay, we're going back. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, thanks okay. for coming on and talking. Back to back. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's not just me. It's all four guys. Thank you. All right. Peace.